0: Podcast the hard way, motherfucker! <laughs> now, it, one thing I, I didn't mention on the show uh, is that there was a part of the advertisement which was sort of like, this is the beer you drink when you just want to get drunk and fuck. <laughs> oh,
1: he made a tweet, right? Yeah. I think the first day after I showed you the ad where you were uh, referencing that onion. It was the onion or whoever did that, that alcohol, right? The, mm-hmm. the ad about... The booze ad. Was it Comedy Central or whatever? Oh, um... Oh, what am I... Oh, I I thought that's what you were just mentioning. You were referring to this, I thought.
0: No, that was South Park. South Park, right? Where where it was, you know...
1: (laughs) It was your typical (laughs) butt commercial.
0: Yeah. It was, you, you're hot. These girls are hot. Alcohol, drink. Drink, you fucking pussy. Fuck this, you, fucking this girl. Fuck, fuck, fuck.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's what you were referring to no, just no. now, and the day of the no. Party. I
0: mean, it, there was. I mean, the hot waitress serving the the Budweisers to people. A, who, you know, the
1: bartender like cracking the caps yeah. off of ten beers at a time, right? And a, and a trunk full of of cases, thirty packs of Bud, and
0: yeah, it was. It was very much like this is a beer you drink to get drunk and and and, and fuck and. You know, it, it's funny because, no, it's probably not. I mean, that's probably Bud Light or Miller Light or something you're drinking to get drunk and fuck, if you're drinking beer. You're not drinking Budweiser. Budweiser is way too heavy for yeah. you
1: see that stat I sent you yesterday where, what was it, 44% of people 21 to 27 have never tried Budweiser?
0: Yeah, I want to know the, the, the statistical survey that got uh, that one done.
1: Sure, right. But no, that was well. That was a Budweiser survey. That was one internal. Okay, to Bud. so yeah. So if anything, they would they would fudge that number e- positively, right, yeah. and yeah, only forty four percent. That that's that's just like how you know all of Iron City's drinkers are dying off, right? You know that's a bad number for that a is brand a bad number. because you're not.
0: That's Americans though. I mean, Budweiser is very popular
1: around the world. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, Bud Light is the biggest. Beer in America,
1: yeah, it's still got a sting, right? From '88, they went from 50 million barrels down to what are they at? 14 million barrels or 18 million barrels now for the Budweiser label? It's it's yeah. less. It's way less than half what it was at its peak. Mm-hmm. So you know, as a brand manager, you know, beer, not beer, as you know, as a brand manager of of the Chevy. Cavalier, or you know, whatever, right, right? right? You know, just looking at these numbers, like we got a brand problem, mm-hmm. we got to fix this shit. 44% of people that have been drinking beer for eight years have not tried our brand, which is one of the biggest brands in the world. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder how widely distributed Bud Light is.
1: Well, Bud Light's the biggest selling brand in the world. It's but Anheuser Busch's biggest selling brand. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's what's interesting is because I don't know if I know the numbers. I don't know my head. very many
0: people who I mean know people who drink Miller Light.
1: I know people who drink Coors. That Lite. is interesting, right? Because yeah, if you around here, if you got friends who drink shitty beer, they're drinking Miller or Coors. They're not drinking Bud Light. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who drinks Bud Light, but it's the biggest selling brand in the world. Yeah. Biggest selling brand in the country. That's interesting. That's a good point. I never thought of it. I kind of, But yeah, when I think of people who drink shitty beer, they're drinking Miller or Coors. There's probably a big, red, Bud Light drinking center of the country. It could be. Um, it, it, However, many people call Pittsburgh a big red center of the country. Yeah, too. exactly.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, we're well. Pittsburgh is a uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are kind of you know big blue zones in a, in a
1: little island in, 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 in a big dark red, red state, right?
0: Yes. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know a lot of. I I don't see Bud Light often. I, I see.
1: Well, again, we're going to weird places Yeah, We're not going to the beers The places that get the free signage for Bud Light You know, $2 Bud Light pictures
0: But, you know, definitely Coors Light, a lot Miller Light, a lot
1: Yeah, it just doesn't add up That Bud Light's the biggest brand in the world From, from, from where our we experience sit. From where we sit, yeah. yeah Want some more of this? Yes because we're going to be doing some Do
0: some cloud chamber bitches! We're doing uh, the second of of two
1: cloud chambers. Greg Borat an old smoke detector and broke the americanium out of it. Yep. Cuz America.
0: It's technically al- americium
1: but okay. <laughs> we need some we need some alpha particles. Americanium. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's uh, americium 241. Uh, it should decay into, I had, I I was looking at this the other night, so it was in my head, but it was in my head when I was uh, getting ready to go to bed and kind of lost it. Uh, Amaricium decays into, I want to say I thought I had beryllium, but I don't know if that's exactly true.
1: Uh, There's that, gotta be a app for that
0: Oh, it couldn't be beryllium What am I thinking about beryllium? Um,
1: no, it's gotta be something higher, right? Yeah, yeah Because be. everything goes towards iron, right? Right So it's not gonna go below iron uh, Where is it? Dang it Iron Iron city Everything goes iron city
0: It Does it decay to Neptunium? I think that's what it does. It decays in neptunium, and then it goes through the general neptunium decay uh, chain, which is um, a very interesting chain, but it's, it's a very widely uh, used chain.
1: In case you're wondering, Greg, when I take all these pictures with you in the background, that's why I turn the flash on. So basically, you're you're not visible. <laughs> <laughs> okay i, I mean I don't, I don't know if you've ever noticed or cared right yeah. but like here you can barely i just got a picture for the show tag right and greg right. is in the background but no one's going to notice right so. yeah
0: okay so it decays to neptunium 237 which means it releases uh it releases two alpha particles because it's 241 it decays 237 alpha particle would contain two protons and two neutrons. Alpha particles are helium neutrons. What's the
1: half-life of Um
0: Americium is a half-life of, I believe, 400-something years. Yeah, 432.2 years. Then uh, it decays into neptunium-237, which follows the neptunium series. Neptunium series goes to neptunium-237 um believe that has a dang it
1: neptunium <laughs> was discovered by the nuclear chemist glenn seaborg and his colleagues at the university of chicago in yeah, 1944
0: okay. neptunium is about 2.1 million years
1: mericium is a man made metal produced when plutonium atoms absorb neutrinos in nuclear reactors and in nuclear weapon detonations, meresium has several different isotopes, all of which are radioactive. The most important isotope is AM241.
0: Which is what's using.
1: Okay, so then Neptunium goes
0: to protactinium, which has a 27 day. That's crazy. So they had to,
1: like, everything that's in smoke detectors came from plutonium from nuclear reactors?
0: Possibly, yeah. That's
1: what it just said.
0: Yeah. Uh, Protactinium can go to uranium, which can go to thorium, then radium, then actinium, then francium, then uh, astinine, then bismuth. Then it can go towards polonium or thallium. Then it goes to lead.
1: That's also crazy because it's a... It's a what's the nuclear... Uh, what's the atomic number of plutonium? Atomic number of plutonium is <clears throat> Sorry for the dead air, I didn't think this question would <laughs> take so long to get answered. Sorry, I didn't have my you know, <laughs> 94. Oh, it's only 94. Mm-hmm. So you take plutonium, you add some neutrinos and it goes up to 241? Oh wait, no, that's the atomic weight. uh, Americium 241 241 is the atomic weight. weight, What's the atomic number of americium?
0: Americium is... I keep saying uh, it
1: wrong. Not even on purpose now.
0: Americium is, I think, 92? No, that, that... No, I'm sorry, that's uranium. Um...
1: Americes, americium is a silver-white crystalline metal that is 95. a solid under normal conditions. All isotopes of americium are radioactive. Americium-241 primarily so it's, emits it's one above plutonium. Primarily emits alpha particles, but also emits gamma rays. A mixture of americium-241 and beryllium emits neutrons. Americium-241 has a half-life of 432.7 years. Mm-hmm. So you have some plutonium in your reactor that you want to break down, you want to fission that shit, make electricity, but neutrons or neutrinos are in there bouncing around and every once in a while it turns some of your plutonium into americium and you got to harvest that shit for some neutrinos. Neutrinos shouldn't do that. That's what's said here. It said, no, it says,
0: weren't you listening? I, I thought I, I thought you you you.
1: Amaricium is a man-made metal produced when plutonium atoms absorb oh, neutrons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so you you actually have something you have plutonium getting heavier in a fission reactor. Yes. That's that's not what you want, unless you're like in the smoke detector business.
0: Well, I think that it's 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 a byproduct. It, it just mm-hmm. you know, most you're... of it gets down. But everyone's yeah.
1: How do you get these? Americium atoms out of your plutonium rods? I wonder.
0: You do centrifugal force for the most part, right? Use uh, that's a lot of work for
1: a fucking smoke detector.
0: Well, it's a byproduct, so it's a, it's available.
1: You yeah, have refining. It sounds like a pain in the ass.
0: You're already making <laughs>
1: plutonium. Yes, it emits gamma rays, and uh, americium and beryllium emits neutrons. All right. What is it used for? Uh, Household, industrial, and industrial smoke detectors where a small amount is used in an ionization chamber inside the detector. Yes. 241 is the only isotope with widespread commercial use. They use it in medical diagnostic devices, research, fluid density gauges, thickness gauges, aircraft fuel gauges, aircraft fuel gauges, distance sensing devices, all of which utilize its gamma radiation. Most of the americium 241 in the environment originates from atmospheric testing of nuclear weapons during the 1950s and 60s. Exposure to an individual from americium 241 and other long-lived radionucleides...
0: Radionucleotide?
1: There's another tide. Nucleides is very, very small fatalities that... Facilities that produce weapons... And manufacturers' smoke detectors are minor sources of americium 241 contamination. Is this exciting for everyone listening? I
0: don't know, but I mean, the thing is that the only thing I, I, I'm fascinated by
1: in, in studying in the stuff elements. that's in
0: uh, they they, they kind of label it on, on the smoke detector, but it's in the um, the americium is like 0.1 curie, it's not a lot, uh, mm. it's enough to produce uh, never
1: enough. dismantle smoke detector. Greg dismantled a smoke detector. Never burned a smoke detector in your fireplace. (laughs) That, I mean,
0: it was funny, because never dismantled a smoke detector. I'm fine with dismantling, but... but Jeff was playing with it with the... I was
1: trying to get one of the clips off.
0: Yeah, but I was like, don't do that because I don't want americium dust. I don't want it mm-hmm. to cut the metal at all. If you keep it in the metal and you don't swallow the metal or anything, you're fine. If you swallow the metal or, or, or ingest some americium dust, that can get a problem. Mm-hmm. But americium can't get through your skin. Um, I wouldn't put up to your eyeball or anything, but it can't, you know, it, it, it's just the helium nuclei are not going to get very far. So you're not in much danger with Amorizu.
1: The Ah. NRC, which regulates radioactive material, says you can throw smoke detectors in the trash.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about how much uh, radium and other... uh, and, and uranium and stuff is in coal and, and stuff like that that then just shunted off into the atmosphere.
1: Once in the body, amory two forty one tends to concentrate in the bone, liver, and muscle. Stay in the body for decades, continue to expose the surrounding tissues to radiation, increase your risk of developing cancer. When inhaled, some AM two forty one Remains in the lungs depending upon the particle size and chemical form of the AM241 compound.
0: Yeah, so I'm happy keeping it like it is in this little metal ingot. Mm-hmm. Where it's probably in an oxide.
1: Yeah. It po- poses significant risk if ingested. Mm hmm.
0: be fine, because we have not ingested it.
1: Never try to access or remove the AM241 from your smoke detector. Be aware that the industrial instruments using AM241 can be lost, stolen, or otherwise fall out of monitor control. These orphan sources present a significant risk to those who come in contact with them. <laughs> EPA and other federal, state, and industry organizations are working together to locate and retrieve orphan sources throughout the U.S.
0: I remember a, there was a story a long time ago about a guy who wanted to make a a nuclear reactor and he got a whole bunch of little boy, it was a boy scout, it was some Eagle Scout, and he got a whole bunch of smoke detectors and combined his americium to make uh, you know a neutron source and created a, a working nuclear reactor that was spreading radiation throughout his neighborhood because <laughs> it was unshielded. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a whole lot <laughs> of bad stuff.
1: <laughs> Never heard of that story.
0: Then Harpers look at look up uh The, uh, I want to say the Radioactive Boy Scout is the name of the story, but I don't think that's what it was. But I bet it if you say Radioactive Boy Scout. Oh yeah, there it is, Radioactive Boy Scout. That is that was the name of the story from Harper's. The Radioactive Boy Scout, when a teenager attempts to build a breeder reactor. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Because, you know, like you said, you can, make, you can make other nuclear products by putting neutrons into some other things. And mm-hmm. so that's what he did. He made a neutron emitter
1: and, and was breeding. <laughs> Oops. How many smoke detectors did he collect? Uh, hundreds, I believe. Fun, fun, fun
0: Plutonium But all we're doing is sticking it into a cloud chamber For science
1: And for fun Same guy discovered plutonium Well yeah, I mean He discovered discovered plutonium first And then americium Three years later Other people discovered plutonium too at the same time, it's create, plutonium comes from uranium in nuclear reactors. When uranium 230 absorbs a neutron, it becomes uranium 239, mm-hmm. which ultimately decays to plutonium 239. Different isotopes of uranium and different combinations of neutron absorptions and radioactive decay create different isotopes of plutonium.
0: Fun exciting for people to listen to I'm sure I'm actually fascinated by it it's great stuff but yeah not a lot of people are
1: super into it okay so what are people super into
0: um sex violence
1: did you see that drugs money Money. power most people are into money yeah alright
0: yeah, so I can name a lot of things people are into.
1: Not the atomic table of ele- or Not, table of not
0: chemistry as much.
1: Boo. So, yeah, we had some more dry ice. We're going to do the cloud chamber again. Kids were playing. We did some, a couple new experiments or demonstrations. Yeah, did.
0: they're not really experiments so much.
1: Or demonstrations. We dropped, instead of just dropping the dry ice into water, we dropped it into soapy water, which makes a... It's really cool. It's really cool. pillar of soap bubbles, but when you pop the bubbles, you get the the vapor from the water. It comes out of them, so that's neat. And then we tried making a big, from a big pot, make a big bubble out of it. We couldn't get the bubble to cover the top of the pot, even though I could before the CO2 was going. Yeah. But we did it on a little mason jar, and that was still pretty cool.
0: We used the the bubble fluid instead of the dishwashing fluid that you use, and that helped a lot.
1: Yeah. I could use my hand because it wasn't too big so instead of trying to use a piece of cloth. Um, We super chilled some isopropyl alcohol and dropped a Swedish fish in it, and then I hammered it, not thinking that I'm going to have steaky Swedish (laughs) fish all over the kitchen for days now. But the the, the idea was to do a sort
0: of liquid nitrogen without it, but Mm -hmm. if you did that in water, it wouldn't quite work. But in in the alcohol, you can still surround it with the liquid that will it, it
1: yeah, will so it's gonna be give a lot
0: much more um, surface area right so you get uh you get actually um not convection but you get better conduction conduction right
1: right so yeah i mean dry ice is like minus fifty right
0: minus fifty um celsius yes
1: so the isopropyl alcohol is gonna be close to that it's gonna be at least minus twenty yeah if not more. And so, yeah, you pull the, we used the pair of tongs to pull the, the Swedish fish out. And uh, it was rock hard out. and used a little ball-peen hammer to... First one, I hit pretty hard and it went flying <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> so the next one, I just kind of tap-tapped yeah. until it split apart.
0: And then just to show them, we took a regular Swedish fish that we hadn't done. You mm-hmm. cannot hammer it. It just yeah. gets all gooey.
1: Yeah, I think we need to get some liquid nitrogen next. <laughs>
0: I mean, the thing about liquid nitrogen is is either you buy a doer or you have to return a doer.
1: Well, I think we rent one. I don't think we buy one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, the reason why we're doing this two weeks in a row is because this is probably the last uh, yeah. time I'm, I'm 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 doing it for a while. So I figured, hey, do so one more time, have some fun with it. We're going to try some things with the cloud. So chamber.
1: dry dry ice is actually it actually sublimates at minus seventy eight C, one hundred nine F. Okay. The oh, you know what? This guy probably doesn't have a range low enough. Really? He only goes down to minus fifty-eight, fifty C. Oh, there you go. So that's why we were that... measuring fifty C, because the, the newbie we have doesn't do the low, super low temperatures. So it's actually colder than we thought. Very cool. It's a hundred degrees below zero F. Hundred nine point three. Where is what it sublimates at? And so the the ice itself is actually colder than that. Yeah. When you go to the place and order it, they like they could just go in the back and get it. You don't really see the place that the freezer that they keep the. Dry no, no, in. they just.
0: Um, one time, the first time I went there, they just had a thing ready for me to go. The, the next time, they had to actually cut it. Um, okay. and it took five
1: minutes from the cut. It, but yeah. I wonder what the freezer is like. The big walk-in is. Just I don't know. I mean, thing, it's just, it,
0: it mean, it, it's, a, it's it mean it's a little place that, obviously, you know, sends out stuff, ice and stuff to, to various places, and they don't have a lot of guys coming up, but they recognize me. Like, how did it go last time? I was like, it went well, great. I want to get more. So I mean, it, it's cool. It's it's right. a, it's cool just to be able to do that, and it's yes, yeah, eighteen bucks. It's not a lot of money for. Yeah. For a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun, comparatively, liquid nitrogen's temperature is two hundred something, one hundred ninety-three degrees Fahrenheit. State. Am I thinking one hundred ninety-three degrees below? That that number sounds
1: familiar, but I don't know what that one ninety right. one ninety-five. Okay, uh, that's three hundred twenty F. three twenty F. So yeah, it's it's a lot colder than dry ice. Yeah,
0: a lot colder. I mean, you can touch the dry ice; you can hold it for yeah. a second or so, uh, and not have a problem. You cannot do that. With, I mean, you can you can dip your finger in liquid nitrogen mm-hmm. briefly,
1: but you cannot hold it there. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's that's a whole different level there. If it's like. That much colder. Yeah.
0: You did, you you did a cool a cool experiment that Allison was probably either too tired to or really not caring much about, which was you you heated up a skillet and put ice on it and showed how it turned to water and then boiled, and then you put a piece of dry ice on the skillet, and there was no carbon dioxide water.
1: Uh-huh. I w- I was surprised how long that chunk of ice lasted.
0: I wasn't too surprised just because.
1: It's not. I mean. The, Since there's no liquid, it doesn't have that, that conductive interface. Right. So it's more insulated, actually, right. even though it's in a hot skillet. My skillet actually got too hot. It was starting to smoke, right? You know, the skillet yeah. was probably 500 degrees. This thing's minus 100 degrees, and it's just floating on a little layer of CO2. I did a thing where I spun it. I spun the thing and it spun forever. It was there. not I mean it
0: was slowing down but not a lot and yeah. yeah it was pretty cool. It was it was like an air hockey table. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. Yep. There, is there anything else to talk about? Not nothing I can think of.
1: I'm good. We can go set up the cloud chamber. Alright. Throw that radioactive americium in there and
0: yeah let's see what happens. Pew pew pew.